Time to wake Time to up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place? Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion. And if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. You were tuned in to His Hardline. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families. Followed by how we Restore the Republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots, assemble. assemble. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Wherever you're at in the world, I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most. They're in the captain's chair, they're at the wheel, and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Lion, episode 454, and we are going to have a talk about what is the Christian revival. It is Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Gosh darn it all. You know, I forgot to do the date on the last show, too. I, that's two nights in a row now I did that. Absolutely forgot to do the date on the uh, Bible podcast. My Lord, I tell you, I am losing my mind. But you know what? I am getting better. So that is one good thing. Uh, my throat's starting to clear up and my head pressure starting to go away. So I'm very, very happy about that. But yes, it is Sunday, February 19th, 2023. What is the Christian revival? Well, first off, let me play something real quick. And I'm sure you've already seen a lot of the TikTok videos, but this is just amazing. This is one video from the Asbury, Kentucky revival that's going on, apparently. Uh, and I don't know too much about what's going on there, just kind of through secondhand and what other people are saying. Um, and of course, TikTok videos and stuff like that. But, you know, when I when I see the videos of this revival that's going on, I mean, I guess people from all around the world are hitting this place up. I mean, it's just astounding. That people are just, this is like a random pop-up event that just grew into something just crazy. But, you know, that right there is a clear sign that that's God working. Um, let's let's uh, listen to this. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the video. Where is it? Here it is. Listen. Just listen. You have to meet the sound on this. And then here's another one. There is, there is definitely no doubt that God is moving 
and in a very profound and significant way. I know that audio does no justice because it's taken from cell phones and the sound, you know, the microphone is not directly in front of the singing, but I'll tell you what, when you watch the, yeah, like Oscar was saying, the visuals uh, are just very, very impressive and they're astounding. Um, it's just amazing to see exactly what's taking place out there. Um, you got, there's no doubt that God is on the move. You know, like I said, a year over a year ago, God called me to do this podcast and I answered the call, I would say roughly about 10 months late because I had gotten, so I got moving on this of February of last year, so 2022, but I had initially gotten this calling in May, roughly April, right around then of 2021. And I never answered. I kind of got stuck with the paralysis of the analysis, right? And because I kept thinking to myself, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to come up with the money of this? I've never started a podcast. Exactly. What do I need to do first? Do I need a website? What kind of microphone do I get? What platform do I use? Um, what kind of music am I going to use for my introduction? Like, I'm playing all these questions in my mind. How am I going to sell merch? How am I going to make money with it? And, and that, that, that should have never been a question. How am I going to make money with it? Because God bless me with a job that makes good money. So that should have been a question that needed to be thrown out and should have never been asked. But, but here I am and I have no idea where he's going to lead me. I, I just, all I know is here I am reading daily scripture when I'm not feeling dog sick and I have a voice and slowly recovering. But if, again, if you would have told me, heck, even four or five years ago, Jason, you're going to be doing a podcast where you're going to be reading scripture on a daily basis, or at least six out of seven days. You're going to be talking about history, which I never cared for history when I was in high school or school in general. You're going to talk about historical events. You're going to talk, you're going to read scripture. You're going to talk about how shit, I want to watch my language. You're going to talk about how crappy of a husband you were and how you've come to Jesus. And now you're a better husband and your wife loves you more than when you guys started dating. And you're going to talk everything about uh, how to return back to self-governance. If you would have told me that that was what I was going to discuss on a podcast five years ago, not only would I thought you were crazy on dope, smoking weed, and probably need to be checked into a mental hospital. But I would have thought that you were just the most alien, out of this world individual, because clearly, clearly you don't know who Jason Jones is at that time. And so here I am reading scripture on a daily basis, six at least six days a week talking about the history of the country and somewhat of the world and talking everything assembly. I mean, I, 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 I don't understand it, but here I am and I'm not the only one. There's many, many, many more out there. I know Patriot Beagle. I think he's trying to start a podcast himself. He's trying to get, um, you should check him out on telegram. You sh I think that's what his name is. is uh, I believe it's Patriot Beagle over there on telegram. I, I can't remember, but forgive me, Patriot Beagle, put your telegram up here. If you want, go check him out. He, he, he you know, he follows similar stuff that I do. We want to get his stuff built up, but you know, we need more community of truth tellers and people that have a thirst to put out really good, solid information and, and really have the heart and love for God and Christ. It's very, very important. And so when I see these videos of this, of this revival, and I guess from my understanding, and I don't know too much about it because, I, I, again, I, I don't watch too much. You know, I don't really pay attention to too much outside news or anything like that. But I guess to my understanding, um, I believe uh, Scott on Bards FM was talking about this on a recent show about how there are revivals taking place, I believe, out west. Which is interesting. I mean, God is certainly on the move. There is no doubt God is certainly on the move. And it's really encouraging to see young people 
awaken in their spirit with the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus Christ in them. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving this. So what is a Christian revival? Well, there's this awesome website that I'll refer you to. It's gotquestions.org. And, and then, by the way, too, yeah, so Patriot Beagle put his uh, telegram on there. Yeah, it's, so telegram and then, yeah, Patriot Beagle. So P, the letter P, the le- number eight, T as in Tom, R-I-O-T, and then Beagle, like the dog, B-E-A-G-L-E. Go give them a follow. Check them out. But, you know, there's more and more people out there that are answering God's call. They're trying to get the truth out. They're trying to get information out about the National Assembly, about the Word of God, about how God's on the move. I mean, really, this I I wouldn't doubt. Now, I, I don't know for sure because, again, I'm not a prophet, so let me make myself clear. But I would not doubt if this was the making of like the return of the, you know, Jesus's church, right? Like, you know, just, there's so much liveliness to what's happening around our nation and it's awesome. So a revival, according to gotquestions.org, the revival refers to a spiritual reawakening from a state of dormancy and stagnation in the life of a believer. And it encompasses the resurfacing of a love for God and an appreciation of God's holiness, a passion for his word in his church, a convicting awareness of personal and corporate sin, a spirit of humility, and a desire for repentance and growth and righteousness. Now, a revival invigorates and sometimes deepens a believer's faith, opening his or her eyes to the truth in a fresh new way. It generally involves the connotation of a fresh start, you know, with a clean slate, making new beginnings of a life lived in obedience to God. Revival breaks the charm and the power of the world. And that same charm, that same power of the world happens to be the same mechanisms that blinds the eyes of men and women and generates both the will and power to live in the world, but not of the world. See, in the U.S. of A, the first revival, also called the First Great Awakening, produced an upsurge of devotion among Protestants in the 1730s and 1740s, carving a permanent mark on American religion. It resulted from an authoritative preaching that deeply moved the church members with a convicting awareness of personal guilt and the awesome nature of salvation through Christ. Breaking away from dry ritual and rote, you know, rote ceremony. The Great Awakening made Christianity intensely personal to the average person, but as it should be, by creating a deep emotional need for relationship with Christ. Now, the revival in many aspects replicates the believer's experience when he or she is saved. It is initiated by a a prompting of the Holy Spirit, right? creating an awareness of something missing or whatever might be wrong in the believer's life that can only be righted by God. Turn, the Christian must respond from the heart, very important, acknowledging his or her own need. Now then, in a very powerful way, the Holy Spirit draws back the veil and the world has cast over the truth, allowing the believer to fully see themselves in comparison to God's majesty and holiness. Now, obviously, such comparisons be, you know, bring great humility, but also great awe of God and his truly amazing grace, as it states in Isaiah 6.5. Unlike the original conversion experience that brings about a new relationship to God, however, revival represents a restoration of fellowship with God and the relationship having been retained even though the believer had pulled away for a time. Now, God, through his Holy Spirit, calls us to revival in a number of situations. Christ's letters to the churches reveal some circumstances that may necessitate revival. 
In the letter to Ephesus, Christ praised the church for their perseverance and discernment, but he stated that they had forsaken their first love in Revelation 2, verses 4 through 5. Now, many times, as the excitement of acceptance to Christ grows cold, we lose the zeal that we had at first. You know, we become bogged down in the ritual, going through the motions, but, you know, no longer experience the joy of serving Christ, right? And so revival helps restore that love and passion for Christ. See, Revelations 2, verse 10 through 11 refers to the church of Smyrna, which was suffering intense persecution. And the cares and worries of life can beat us down, leaving us emotionally, physically, and even spiritually exhausted. But only a revival can lift us up to the new hope and faith in Jesus Christ. So, excuse me, sorry, I had to cough and I had to mute that for a second because that would have been really loud. Now, Revelations 2, verse 14 through 16, talks about the problem of compromise with the world and incorporating worldly values into our belief systems. Revival helps us to rightly discern what values we should hold. Now, Revelations chapter 2, verse 20 through 23 discusses the problem of tolerating false teaching in our churches. I mean, we just got done reading about this in 2 Peter chapter 2 when it came to false preachers and prophets. And we need to examine the messages that we hear and compare them to the message that's in the Bible again. Trust but verify. You need to verify your own information, ladies and gentlemen, by opening up the scriptures, doing your own due diligence, and seeking yourself. Don't rely just on this podcast. Like I said in the last show, don't rely on just specific voices out there. You need to be doing your own digging and verifying. Compare them to the message of the Bible. Revival helps us to find the truth. Revelations chapter 3, verses 1 through 6 describes a dead church, a church that goes through the motions outwardly, but there's nothing underneath. There's no substance. It's empty. It's, it's, it's shallow. Here is a picture of, a nominal, of, of nominal Christianity. Outwardly prosperous, busy with externals, of religious activity, but devoid of spiritual life and power. They're bankrupt with, with a spiritual hunger. There's no substance there. It's that empty pit in your heart that you try to fill up with material items, but even though you're happy for a very short time, you're still feeling empty. Why? Revival helps to resuscitate spiritual life. It's no wonder people are flying all over the world to Asbury, Kentucky, paying God knows how much money in airfare because it can't be cheap to fly from the Philippines and Brazil to here in America. You know that's probably not a one-way flight. That's probably taking at least minimum two to three different, um, what do you want to call it? I, I can't think of the word layovers or whatever, you know, um, you know what I'm talking about when you have to go from one plane to another. Gosh, I can't even think of the word now. And I fly a lot or I used to. That's the word connection. Thanks, ma. <laughs> That's the word connections. You know, those plane tickets aren't cheap. So. In, you know, in Revelation 3, verse 11, we were further warned against complacency. A life that does not bear fruit. Now, all these scenarios call for revival. The evidence of revival, a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon believers, is changed lives. I tell you, I got to change life for sure myself when I had my own personal little revival. See, great movements toward righteousness and evangelism and social justice, you know, will occur naturally with all of this, you know, follows that. And believers are once again spending time in prayer 
and they're reading and they're obeying God's word, at least to the best of their ability. You know, believers are beginning, you know, they begin to powerfully use their spiritual gifts. And, and, and there is confession of sin and repentance. I tell you, this is really cool. I wish I could be down there. Like, I, I would love nothing more than to bring my wife down. And I thought, I think this, whatever's happening down there in Asbury is, is really powerful. And it's really awesome, especially to see this with young American men and women. 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and, and every age after that. Because if we ever expect to be successful as a self-governing body politic of we the people, especially as we build our assemblies and expand our state assemblies, we need to have God at the heart and at the forefront of all of it, because otherwise we're not going to be successful. I'm just going to tell you flat out, we'll not be successful. if We do not have God at the heart of, of all of this. We won't. And I'm not trying to sound like a negative Nancy or a little Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to be very real with you. How are we going to ever be expected to take care of and steward this great land if we don't put God first? I can't wait to see revivals. You know, I'll be quite, I'll be quite frank with you guys. Obviously, you all know I used to DJ. Now, granted, I know that Satan uses beats and repetitive rhythms in their witchcraftery of music. I, I, I get all that. I don't know how true it is because I don't follow Luciferianism or Satanism. So I, don't, I don't know. I've never followed that. I know in lyrics, if you got bad lyrics, I know that can really lead people down a wrong path, but... You know, I'm not sure about how how what how that whole thing works with with beats, but I will say this: seeing what's happening with this revival, it makes me wanna <laughs> it makes me wanna buy some of the biggest DJ stereo equipment, speakers, turntables, and just go set up shop in some big park somewhere and just start blasting Christian, you know, music, music about God and stopping the devil down. Speaking of which, so there's this guy I follow on TikTok by the name of Dax, D-A-X, Dax. There's a song he created that I absolutely love. Let's see if I can find it real quick. It's a really good song. Now, just for just so you know, there's a couple of F-bombs, but two of them. That's about it. But he, he places them in, where needed. So um, if it's a... Uh, if 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 that offends you, I would probably turn it down here in about a second or two. Hold on, here it is. It's called uh, "The Devil's Calling" by Dax. Give this a listen to. This is such a great. And again, it's rap. It is rap, but there is a. Uh, Oscar says, "Use the bleep bleep button." You know, he says it so fast, I can't even remember where the where where the placement is. I'll try to find it. I'll try to listen for it. Let me see if I have the bleep bleep. There it is. What the? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we'll see if I can catch it. He says it pretty fast and like back to back in the same thing. So it's called "The Devil's Calling" by Dax. Give this a quick listen to. This is what I'm talking about. See. We're seeing rappers, and he's not a Christian rapper. I mean, I'm sure he's Christian, but he it's not just Christian music, because if he was a Christian rapper, he wouldn't have the F-bombs in there. But the message behind his music and how he's approaching it is really awesome, because to the generations and the younger people out there that are into Christian music, if you will, I mean, let's face it, when I was you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, I wasn't listening to Christian rap or Christian rock. No, I wanted the stuff with the F-bombs and the B-bombs in it. I wanted the music that talked about partying and fast cars and hot women. Like, that's what I wanted to listen to. So this guy uses his style, but caters the messaging in a way that it'll still draw younger folks in. Give this a listen to. Now, again, there's two F-bombs in there. I'll try to bleep them out. No guarantees, but here it goes. See if it'll play. 
Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The devil's calling, he might win a couple battles, but I promise he will not prevail. These words are what I used to post bail. My people trapped inside these chains, they got us thinking in these jail cells. So keep it quiet when I'm spitting real. The way we living isn't right, and yeah, I bet that's how you pop feel. This generation's different, had to go with copper shields and keep myself away from matters glorifying popping pills. This is the energy of Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., Harry Tubb, and Emmett Till. Look to God, then I kneel. Yeah, the devil's calling, he's been looking for the week, but I promise we won't sign and seal. Yeah, this is not a game. The devil's calling on my people, stay inside and please be quiet when you scream your name. He tried to lead me down the wrong way. I used to question God, but after what I've seen, I'll never do that shit again. These verses biblical, I rap and pray that every day the people watching, listening, and heed to the things I say I've been through and felt pain. Been down, felt rage, bounced back, seen God, bowed down, got saved. Not from the streets, I'm on the sidewalk advocating peace. I want to see all of my people winning set free. I'm here to tell you that you better know that God sees, and if you do not listen, he will humble you right to your knees. Fuck fame, Greed, all the material things the devils in sheep's clothing he gives what you don't need. Keep your eyes open, don't sleep. And if you do, be aware he will visit you inside your dreams. And once you wake up, he will not leave. His speed's 5G everywhere and scrolling on your phone screen. Tapped in, force feed, front row, nosebleeds. Old friends, whole team, come home, don't leave. So listen close, because I'm going to say it slow. The devil's watching every move you make in every single place you go. I used to think that I was all alone until I felt him breathing down my neck while I was sleeping right inside my home. I tried to wake up. But the devil had me in the hole I tried to move, he paralyzed my skeleton and all my bones And that's when I called God and then I shouted out amen And I could put that on the Father, Son, Holy Spirit and the Ghost I, That I will not fold, that I will never crack, never sell my soul Six two, standing on my faith, I feel ninefold Walking on this path, I could do it with a blindfold Devil tried to play me for my faith like a console Hell no, stay down, ten toes, hands up, case closed They know to stand strong as the rain pulls away to the gates Close and pray as the pain goes Everything you see is not what it seems Even the nicest people that you meet have devilish genes In this world full of evil, we are sinners and fiends The devil's calling on us, but we gotta let that phone ring Straight from the depths of hell The devil's calling, he might win a couple battles But I promise he will not prevail These words are what I used to post bail My people trapped inside these chains They got us thinking in these jail cells This is the energy of Malcolm X, Rosa Parks Martin Luther King Jr., Harry Tubb, and Emmett Till Look to God, then I kneel Yeah, the devil's calling, he's been looking for the week But I promise we won't sign and seal yeah that was that was a good track um i caught <laughs> i caught one out of the two he he said it he says it pretty quick i was trying to read the subtitles uh while it was you know while he was going through this, I was trying to catch it, but the wording was so tiny. But uh, yeah, I was able to catch one. Oscar is like, it's like playing a game of fro- Frogger. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that was Dax. Uh, you should follow him. It's um, it's really, he's a really good artist. And I, I tell you what, um, he does put out some pretty good music. Uh, like I said, you know, People are waking up and people are starting to really come to God in many different ways. We're seeing these revivals take place. We're seeing people uh, answer the call to serve as God's uh, workers here on earth, right? For his people. Um, on a whole other note real quick, because while I was eating uh, or while I was listening, while we were listening to that song, I was eating some of this uh, awesome amazing sourdough bread that my wife brought down let let's i gotta give her a call real quick she, hopefully she's she's upstairs i don't know what she's doing but man i gotta tell that was good just came out of the oven uh, hey, hello hey babe you're on the air yeah. say hello to all the people hi say hi people hi can, hi people yeah there we go see haven knows what's up hi people uh <laughs> just wanted to call and tell you that sourdough slice that you gave me was awesome was it? That was really good. Everybody, you, you won't believe it, people, okay? Oh, boy. What <laughs> it's it, so awesome. It is so awesome. Believe, my name is Haven Will Jones. Jeez Louise, kid. Sweet, you stop. You're such a hog. You're such an airtime hog. You know that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
we'll have to have a uh, heavenly moments again here. We'll have to have her back on the show, but I just want to let you know that. Sound- Maybe a mommy a moment. Yeah. Mommy, mommy moments. Well, yeah, we're going to definitely have mommy on the air too. In fact, That'll be a good reason for daddy to get another microphone and one for Haven, Hi, one for grandma. mommy, <laughs> and then one for me. Yeah, grandma's on here. And uh, <laughs> mommy can come on here and talk about home remedies and all that good stuff. <laughs> or we can maybe we can be on the podcast as a family. Well, that's what I'm saying, because then that gives daddy a reason to go to Guitar Center and go buy another mic. Yeehaw. <laughs> daddy, yeah. Daddy maybe. likes that. We'll get we'll, we'll we'll get mommy a full year tanning package when that bonus comes. So this way mommy isn't feeling left out. Maybe um we can get um two um microphones for Barbie too. Oh well, I'm not buying stuff for Barbie. No, just one. <laughs> oh, okay, just one. Okay, we'll see. All right, <laughs> all right, babe. I just wanted to tell you that 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 sourdough bread was great. Bye, everybody. <laughs> all right, bye. Yeah, no, I was I was munching on that while we were playing that song. Oh my gosh, my wife legit. She, I tell you, she has turned into a little homesteader here. She's making home remedies. She's making sourdough bread. Um, yeah, she's turned into a little country bumpkin actually. <laughs> but I tell you what, though, it's a lot better than all the garbage and crap that they sell in the grocery stores. That is all packed full of garbage and nonsense and nutrient nutrients sucked right out of it you know but anyways but yeah so back to god and the revival and just the what's happening in this world i really believe that this world we're headed down a good path um we're still gonna see some chaos i think we're gonna still see some pain points we're gonna still feel some pain points right but again, forget what's in the news because this is, look, this is all you're going to hear in headlines. Let me just pull up Gateway Pundit, just for example. I mean, here's, here's the thing. You tell me, what would you rather focus on? What we just talked about here and what's going on in Asbury, Kentucky? Or do you want to focus on these kind of headlines? Railway, railway employee says one major factor made Ohio derailment so much worse. Uh, next headline, Bruce Willis diagnosed with frontal temporal dementia. Next headline. Um, oh, actually, this is a good headline. It says, beautiful. Thousands gather for Jesus March revival in Santa Monica. Now, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Yes. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. I love that. Here's another dumb headline. Breaking pipe bomb found on train tracks behind St. Dominic's Catholic Church in Philadelphia. Peter Navarro releases podcast mini uh mini series on why it is critical for America's future to win back the Trump White House. I mean, these are the kind of things that I, that you know that we're seeing. Like here's another one. Oh, you know what? No, I I guess you know it's not all that bad on the Gateway Pundit. Here's one revival still happening. Thousands wait in line to get inside Asbury University Chapel service. That's awesome. Wow. But my point is, don't focus on the garbage. Focus on the good. Because at the end of the day, God's got all this. God's got, he's got all of this. He's going to guide us through what's happening. We just have to trust in him and believe with our whole entire heart. That he's going to just, it's going to be just fine. But we also have to participate on our own rescue. We have to dig in the scriptures. We have to avoid the distractions, avoid the noise. Watch out for the Satan, you know, for the devil's traps and snares. Because believe me, he wants nothing more than to entrap us and get us back on his side of the fence. That's not what's going to happen. That's why we are at his hard line, why we are firm and we are steadfast and uncompromising. He's not going to entrap us. And we have to do our part to hold that line to make sure that the enemy doesn't cross on our side and that we don't allow others, including ourselves, to cross onto their side. We have to be the watchers on the wall. So, with all that said, I do want to say one last, or not say one last thing, I do want to play one last thing here 
Now it's a project I'm working on. I'm not going to play the whole thing through its entirety. Right now it's about five minutes in. I think when it's all said and done, it might be about seven. I'm going to play the first, I don't know, minute, minute and a half, give you a little sneak preview on this project I'm doing. Give it a listen. It's called the Republic Anthem. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, We are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people, the people, the people, the people. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. America first. America first. America first. Yeah. So that's a little project that I'm working on. And right here where there's empty space here, I was leaning on what I was going to do. I wasn't sure if I wanted to write my own lyrics and, you know, some actually solid rap content behind there to illustrate the importance of assembly. But I don't really feel like going down the whole rap thing because I just, quite frankly, that whole thing. And I killed the DJ, so it rap. We have reasserted the sacred idea oh, that in America, the government there. answers to the people. We are all made equal by God. Everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, to have their voice heard, and to have their government. Seven minutes in total, but it's called. It's gonna. It's gonna be called the Republic's the Republic Anthem. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it the Republic Anthem or the, you know, the People's Anthem. I'm not sure yet, but um, I got an idea. Like I said, the other day I woke up on my only day off. This was on Friday. I woke up on my only day off at 3.30 in the morning. And I couldn't sleep. So I came downstairs. I made myself a, 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 a batch of coffee with the French press coffee maker we got. And that's a bit of a process. It's not just popping in a Keurig and hitting start. No, you got to boil water in a pot and then you got to put the coffee grounds in the French press coffee, you know, maker thing. And then you got to get the water to a boil and then pour the boiling water in the coffee. You got to wait seven minutes, five, seven minutes to steep. And then once it steeps, then you got to push the little press down. It's quite the little process. It takes about 15, 20 minutes to get me, before I get coffee in my cup. <laughs> But then I went down to the studio and I just started, I just started producing music. I just started getting after it. Don't ask me where it came from. I was down here in the studio about 4.30 in the, in the morning, just getting after it. I had no idea what I was doing. had no idea what it was for. The last time this happened where I had an inner calling and a drive to produce something, I lived in Indiana and there was four high school students that's known as the Angola four. They were on spring break. I want to say it was in the year 2010 or 11. It was one of those years, either 2010 or 2011. I forgot what year now, but they were down in spring break and they were driving. I can't remember if they were driving there or back home because one of the boys, his parents had a, beach home down there, I believe in Alabama, I want to say, or Mississippi, somewhere there in the Gulf Coast. Well, on a rainy day, uh, somebody crossed the center median and went head on to them and killed all four of those boys. And I believe the college student in the other car, I believe he passed away too. Well, while I was living there, now I don't know these boys. I don't know their families. But apparently one of the boys, Evan, was an aspiring rap artist and he loved music. 
And when I heard about the story, I just, I, I was so sad that these lives were cut that short. Well, about two in the morning, three in the morning, same time, really weird. I heard this voice, like a whispering voice, do a tribute, do a tribute for these boys. I was like, what? Like do a tribute. I'm like, I don't even know these kids. So I went up in the attic where, you know, we had a finished attic where I was living at. And I started working on instrumentals. Now I didn't do the rapping. I had a rap artist that I was friends with down in Dallas, Texas. He did the rapping. And then we bounced the track over to somebody he knew out in California to uh, mix and master it and make sure all the, you know, everything sounded right. And, um, we just found what we could on social media, you know, about those boys. And I tell you what, it turned out great. I should try to find it on one of my hard drives. Once I find it, maybe I'll play it. So it's, it's called Don't You Worry. And I made the song and it actually got played on some radio stations in Fort Wayne and surrounding areas. I think it got played in Indianapolis uh, for the Angola Four Boys. It was uh, pretty cool. It was the only song I think I ever <laughs> produced that actually got played on regular radio. Um, now, the parents, specifically Evan's mom, who was, I believe, a teacher in Angola, she wanted to talk with me. So I went to the school one day after work and and because uh, it's a small town. And so my boss was like, hey, Evan's mom wants to meet you and she wants to talk to you. I said, sure. He's like, you could take off the rest of the day for work if you want to go go meet her after school. And I said, okay. So I went up to the school. I met with her and sat with her and talked a little bit. And she was asking me who I was. And I, you know, introduced myself and I said, well, I said, I DJ for Joe and his bar and I sell cars for him and yada, yada, yada. And, um, and she said, uh, you know, Evan really loved music. He, he wanted to be a, he was an aspiring rap artist. I said, yeah, I know. I, I saw some of his music on his social media. She goes, yeah, me and his father were kind of surprised at some of the stuff that we found because we had no idea some of the lyrics that he was putting down on these, uh, on his computer, <laughs> you know, talking about smoking weed and stuff like that. They were a little bit surprised to say the least, but you know, it is what it is. And And so anyway, um, sorry, I was getting caught up reading comments in the chat. So anyway, so she asked me, she goes, what made you want to make the song? I said, I don't know. I said, but all I can tell you is this. I was woken up about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I just heard this voice, like a whisper voice in my head. Do a tribute. Do a tribute. Now she was under the belief that maybe that was her son, Evan speaking to me. I, I don't know. I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that was God saying, Hey, do this to help these families. Maybe find a little calm. And so I did, I made it. It was a, it was an honor and I'm glad I was called to do it. So what happened then happened again this past Friday, just woke up. Except this time I didn't hear anything in my head or in my soul. I didn't hear any internal calling. I just felt a drive internally to go make coffee and sit my happy butt here in the studio and just started making music. So I'm about two thirds of the way done. I still got some more work to do. Um, so we're going to see what comes about that, but that's, that's pretty much the beginning of it though. So we'll see what comes about, you know, on it. But the, the whole premise of what I'm doing though, is going to be focused on reestablishing the assembly of people. Returning back to self-governance at the end of that, uh, track or project or whatever you want to call it, there is a part in there where well, let me see if i can just find it real quick hold on i'll, I'll just i'll play the I'll, I'll go to the end real quick hold on so there's a part i'll just play this here just give this a quick lesson is yet here, hold on we are only as dynamic as our pride 
We are only as vibrant as the faith that beats in the hearts of our people. I will always fight for you. I will be watching, I will be listening, and I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better, and I couldn't have done, them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart, an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. Yeah. We will be back in some form. I want you to know that... We will be back in some form. And so, like I said, I don't want to play the whole thing because the project is not complete. But I wanted to play that last part. That was that little last snippet there where he says, we will be back in some form. That was when... Trump was leaving the White House as president of the U.S. corporation. And so a lot of what I have in there, I, I, t- I, I really listened to a lot of speeches of Trump's and I handpicked a lot of very specific things, key things that he spoke to put in this little project here, this, 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 this people's anthem or the Republic anthem. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. I might call it the people's anthem because that's really what it is because the people create the Republic. The people self-govern the people take accountability and hold themselves responsible. So like I said, I'm not sure exactly what direction this is going to go. I'm waiting for more guidance from God. I'm continuing to ask him for answers. (laughs) Um, Every time I think I have an answer, I get my pad and paper out, start writing, and then I start ripping it up and throwing it away. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. I'm not sure where I'm going to go out with this, but I pray that you guys can pray for me and help me figure this out because I want this to be, this isn't meant to be a club banger, you know, where people go out and party and jam to. No. It's meant to grab the attention of people and to hear not just the words of Trump and important words, but also to understand the message behind it and, and, and what the call to action in that message needs to be, which is to start assembling your counties and states. So it's very, it's going to be a very profound thing. I, 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 I think. I don't know. I think so. We'll see. So anyways, let's, uh, let's end this off in a prayer and I got to go night, night. Cause I am tired guys. I am going to pass out. I've been up pretty much since one, two. I don't, I don't even know anymore. I'm tired. So anyway, Oh, heavenly father. I want to say thank you for another day of life and good health. I appreciate all that you do for us. And thank you for this project that you, <laughs> got me working on. I just pray that you can give me the answer that I need on how to go about finishing this project. I'm about two thirds of the way done, maybe three quarters ish. So I just ask that you can just help me figure this out, but I appreciate and want to say thank you for this community. And thank you for all that you do for us. We come to you humbled father. We want to repent and for, you know, our transgressions and our sins. We can't move forward in this nation. And as a County, as a state, as a country, if we don't recognize that we need to come to you and humble ourselves before you first. So we need to do that because if we're ever going to be a blessed nation with a body politic of self-governing people, we need to put you first. So thank you for our families and thank you for all that you do for us. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. 
So I appreciate all of you being here and I hope you all have a great day. And like I said, keep praying that I can help figure, you know, keep praying for me that I can find the right material that I want to put in here uh, to complete this project. And then once it's complete, I anticipate it hopefully being completed by Friday, at which that point I will play it either Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here tomorrow for another Bible reading. And uh, till then, I hope you all have a great night, great day, wherever you're at in the world. And till then, God bless. Bye-bye. Time to wake Time to up. Wake up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Thank <laughs> you.